couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Autumn leaves, dying leaves, season of death. Oh. When winds grow cold, thoughts of death creep in as I sleep. I dream I'm in a coffin. I am not afraid. Soothing, black, and warm. For you, soothing, black, and warm. Safe from the pain. And safe. From the fools, Susie, laugh. Leave me alone. I love you. Welcome to another episode of Narbos and Broomheads, your favorite Degrassi podcast. We are uh, heading into the last few episodes. It's kind of hard to believe, but here we are. Showtime, part two. And in case you can't figure that out, it is continuation from last week's episode, Showtime, part one. That's crazy. I know. Believe it. Um I am Courtney. I'm going to be hosting this one. This will probably be my last hosting gig for Degrassi, I think. Uh, uh, maybe you can do a school's out. We'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe we'll all take a turn at school's out. Um, but in any case, let's uh, let's give this a whirl. We're joined by uh, most of our usuals tonight. Lacking some Western Canada representation, unfortunately, as Arlo had a uh, dildo emergency. <laughs> Got stuck somewhere. We need you to come and get it out. <laughs> she has a beeper. It's she's on call. Uh, anyway, it's a little dildo-shaped beeper. It vibrates when. <laughs> yeah, it vibrates. Oh, page me again. <laughs> One more time, and then I'm there. Um, and let's go around the table introducing ourselves. Let's start on the eastern coast. Tedley. Hey, hey, it's me, Tedley. A.K.A. Teddy, A.K.A. Well, Ted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm thankful 
to be here this for this episode because I'm a couple episodes behind. And last time I was here, uh, we were in the school. The savages were there. They're having crazy time. So I assume that uh, Ark has continued and all's well. So uh, really looking to hear what uh, you guys have to say. I didn't get a chance to watch it, so <laughs> I don't really know. But just really looking forward. I'm sure more jovial, uh, jovial times ahead. Hey guys! I mean, it's showtime, so it's like, are they are the savages doing a concert at the school dance? Oh, it'd like, be awesome! Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> showtime, so good. <laughs> well, yeah, you're definitely nothing unusual is going to happen, and we're not going to deviate from that. Uh, Excellent storyline, Ted. So you're you're in luck. Um, all right, so let's. Oh, yeah, I guess you didn't tell everybody about your um, your internet presence, where they can find you. Oh yeah, say why three. Come follow me. Look at pictures of my dog, I guess. Linda? Cool. Lindy. Lindy, a.k.a. Linda. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Linda Lindy ever D-Dog. really stuck. It's Linda. Well, she's a Linda. Absolutely. Yeah. Such, such a Linda. She's such uh, a Linda. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we'll head over to the T-Dot. And we've got uh, this guy. A little insulted that you're like, oh, no Western Canadian representation. Hello? I mean, you don't currently reside there, so I feel like Winnipeg is can't. always in my heart and in these nuts. <laughs> get it? <laughs> you get <His> points. <laughs> uh, I am in the T dot. My name is Alan on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Slip with the Five Eyes or Slip, and you can find this podcast at Narbo's Podcast on Twitter. And our pal Tim is back for Showtime Part 2. Burr, 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 burr. What, what? Right. How's it going, That's man? Right. It's, going, it's going well. Actually, I just stayed connected to this Skype call the whole time. You guys can't get rid of me anymore. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> You've been listening <laughs> to my apartment up. all week? Oof. Yeah, never hang up. <laughs> yeah. As a, the, I'm I gotta, with the podcast. I got I to gotta put some oil in that chair. That you, or ee, or ee, or ee. Sorry. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you hear it is squeaking a little bit. <laughs> 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 uh, how do we find you on all of the social medias that you want to share? Uh, well, again, I don't have I don't have much, but I do have Twitter. I'm at Folly T F A U L Y T. I don't tweet much. I did, I think, like Alan, your uh, Cauldron of Madness, R I P to Zeus, to oh. the other day. Hulk but like- Hogan, Hulk Hogan, Beefcake yeah. Barber, <laughs> Beefcake Barber is <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> that was we owned that VHS SummerSlam '89. Oh, I don't know why we had it, my brother and I, but we own that one. So we watched the crap out of it on my other podcast. Twenty nine ninety nine to buy. Oh, yeah, I'd probably <laughs> at least <laughs> rich on my uh, on my other podcast, Mezzanine Sleepover. We did a review of SummerSlam 89. I don't know what episode it was, but it is out there somewhere. So may actually I have to look it up. We our original feed. I killed it. So I have to repost a lot of episodes. So I'm just going to write a note. Repost SummerSlam 1989. So there you go. Great idea. Mezzanine sleepover. If you can't get enough enough slip in your life. <laughs> Who can? Slip. Yeah. Anyway. In your uh, life and in your pants. Or in your what? ears. I, or, never mind. I'm just going to slip so, yeah, into not, your ear holes. Not a lot of, not a lot of um, online presence, but I do have a presence at a few poetry salons around. Uh-oh. Oh, so if I could oh. regale your senses once again. I, yeah, I, I've been waiting oh, all week for this. For the first time. Yeah. Some of you 
for the first time. All right, here we go. Get your, get your snapping figures ready. Oh, baby. Right. Autumn leaves, dying leaves. It's showtime part two. Tim's back a fourth time with the Narbos and Broomheads crew. Skippy, dips, and clear tech I'm buying. Caitlin's trying to deal, but we all know she's lying. Sees ghost clone in her mind and in science class. Wheels pays his dues, that collarless dumbass. <laughs> Dozen white roses and a letter out of spite. Joey and Snake got in a tickle fight. <laughs> Wallfish, Webster, and this geography. Joey and Caitlin Sparks return. It's going to get sexy. Lights, camera, action. There's nothing to fret. Thank God we have the sophisticated dancing jockets. Oh, yeah, there you go. Well Jeez. done. Oh, snaps. Yeah. That's that is a beautiful. I, I just I got to wipe the tears from my eyes. It's so beautiful. I should have warned people. I, I believe it was it would send some people into an emotional tailspin. Tim, mm -hmm. you you're. Your teaching has to do with physical education, is that correct? It that that is my main teaching now. Yes, correct. What did you think of the dancing jockets as a physical education instructor? Well, I probably would have taken them into a few practices before <laughs> they popped yeah. out. But in, in all actuality, like that is I mean, I don't know if you'd see it too much anymore with with uh, you know the way they dressed and the way they acted, but that was something you would have saw in a lot of schools. 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, like guys dressing up and kind of being silly. Just like Hulk Hogan when he did, what was it? Mr. Nanny? No, well, that was The Rock. Oh, that, The Rock did The Tooth Fairy, but Hogan did yeah. like, uh, I think he did Mr. Uh, Nanny. Mr. Mr. Nanny, Nanny yes. that's right. Yeah, I believe so. And Santa with muscles. <laughs> I also watched the crap out of Thunder in Paradise, too. I remember that show with Hogan. Oh, whoa. <laughs> nice. I never saw an episode of that, but I can only imagine. Didn't he have a fake, like, uh, wig? Well, not a, fa a fake wig as opposed to a real. Did he have fake hair in that? Yes, he had quite the blonde. The I think blonde so. Blonde. He still wore a lot of bandanas. It's it's quite a show. You, I'm, I'm amazed as a wrestling fan you have not watched that show. There are dozens of wrestlers that make an appearance. I'll have to go back and, and take a look. And What's it called? Thunder. Thunder in Paradise. That's, yes. That's a great title. They have like a they have like a supersonic special boat that like disappears and oh it's it's quite a show. It's oh a, shit! It's like kids on it. He's one of the mean bad guys. It's Stains always. When was this? I'm looking it up. What year? It was, was when this? he left. It was in between WWF and WCW around that point. So like 90, oh, 90, 94. Left. He thought this was going to be the next Baywatch. I believe is what um I remember hearing at some point. So that yeah. was a. That was a show and not a yeah. movie? I thought it was a movie. Oh, wow. No, no. It was yeah, a full one-season show, I believe. Yeah, wow. one season, 22 episodes. It says the predecessor was Baywatch. Well, it has a very Baywatch on the beach, string bikini kind of vibe to it. Nice. Ah. Is the Hulkster in a string bikini? Uh, <laughs> I'm just asking not for a much, friend. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, well... <laughs> So everybody, Anyways. let let us know after we're done Degrassi. We need to find a show still. Maybe it's Thunder in Paradise. That would oh, Jimmy be Jimmy Hart was on it. I think we Jimmy should definitely Hart? review this. Giant Gonzalez, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Jim the Anvil, Nyhart was on it. They were all on it. Heck yes! Thanks, thank you, Tim. We are that's uh, our next who? one. Arlo will love wow. it. Um. Okay. Well, I have no idea what we were talking about before this. Degrassi, maybe. Yeah. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think I did forget to uh, plug our Instagram account. First of all, we are at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. And also uh, remind everybody that um, we are recording a live stream next Friday, yeah. December 18th, of the One Last Dance. Is that what it's called? Yes. One Last Dance. Um, so we're going to figure out, A, how to do that before that time. And we're going to invite you all to join in and, and provide us some live commentary while we're recording, which should be fucking amazing. <laughs> I like how <laughs> we're admitting to people, we're going to do something next week that we don't yet know how to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't. Uh, but we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. either. We're really smart. Courtney, um, if I want to yeah, find this event, which social media platform do I have to go to? Well, you can check us out on Facebook. Uh, we have an event page set up. Uh, we don't actually have a Narbos Improvements Facebook page. So you're first going to have to go to Twitter to find the Facebook link. Oh, you can type and in. Then, if you type in Narbos and Broomheads, it will come up. It should it come will? up in your okay. search. Yeah. Okay. So go to Facebook, type in Narbos and Broomheads. You should see the event page. Uh, it's open. Just press the going button and you will uh, be notified of all of the, uh, uh, I don't know. You'll be notified of something. Yeah. Not all. Um, don't click, click on interested. That's some bullshit. Like that's what I do when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not going to that, but I don't want to oh, tell you. I'm interested. Cool. Yeah. You're either going or you're not. Yeah. Don't. Don't wuss out. Yeah. So click um, on going or yeah, fuck so off. Click going or click not going. <laughs> Pick a team. Uh, and while you're on our event page, we are also, uh, we have a fundraiser going on uh, to make up for all of our uh, rudeness and offside jokes. We're hoping to raise some money for Kids Help Phone. And I think our goal is 500 Last time I checked, we were at 385 or something. I think we're at 405 now. Oh, four or five. Nice. Close. Yeah. Nice. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. So check all that stuff out. We'll be posting the links on our various social media pages uh, for the next little while, but we hope you guys can all join in. It should be lots of fun. Ba, 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 ba. All right. All right. That's out of the way. Let's let's get into Showtime Part 2. Yes. Um, this one aired on January 28th, ninety one. Uh, this is episode 11 of season two. Uh, Yan Moore wrote it. Kit Hood directed it. Um, we open up the episode with uh, with a recap of, of part one. So uh, the recap sort of sets the scene for the talent show that uh, that's going to be taking place. Uh, it reminds us uh, that Claude and Caitlin were both auditioning for the show. We see snippets of their interactions, all unwanted on Caitlin's side. And we also see uh, the last scene between Claude and Caitlin, where he gives her the creepy fake white rose flower while he says goodbye and walks backwards into what we now know is oblivion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now, if you're watching the DVD, it's just one whole long episode, so it's a little bit different. You don't get that that recap. Same okay. with the YouTube. The so, YouTube yeah. link was the same. The YouTube yeah, was just... the same, yeah. Um, and so Alan sent me one of the... So I'm not sure, like, uh, did did this air as... It aired as two distinct uh, episodes, obviously, but they just merged them together on the DVD. Yeah, I Thanks. think so. I guess that's what happens. Um, so, yeah. So, we're caught up through the recap. Um, 
and we see the disturbing scene where Snake finds Claude uh, deceased in the bathroom with his pointy little toes sticking out. Uh, Goblin boots, I believe, is what we refer to them as. Yeah, I think... I think Snake said, oh, look, a wee little goblin. He's hiding from me. <laughs> and he opened the stall. Nope. Oh, it looks like not. he spilled his That's... red goblin juice. It's all over the floor. <laughs> That's not a pot of gold. <laughs> oh, silly, silly goblin. <laughs> yes, that is what happens. And... Buffy finally got him. <laughs> this is a child who committed suicide. Oh, just... God. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine balance for the humor, right? Donate to kids' cell uh, phone, everybody, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wash up. away our sins. Yes. With your dollars. <laughs> With your dollars. Shower them in your dollars. Your doubloons. Your doubloons. <laughs> That's right. Oh, goodness. Uh-huh. Okay, so, yes, we are all caught up. Claude has passed on Sh- uh, Shane. Fuck. Snake is all messed up. And. I mean, I mean yeah, Shane is also all messed up. Yeah. Well, yeah. To be fair, that is true. Shane is also messed up. Um, so we are taken to the opening credits. La la la. Happy days. Um, oh, one point. Sorry. I should have mentioned in the, in the. The recap, we see Joanne, and she is uh, reaching out to Claude, expressing that she's worried um, that she is his friend and she wants to listen. And we see Claude rejecting her offer to help, which is sort of relevant for, for this next uh, this next episode. Um, so, opening credits. And we are taken to the Degrassi Auditorium, where Bronco and Lucy, and when I was practicing a little bit this afternoon saying this i called them brucey <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that was great and <laughs> i had a good laugh all by myself um bronco and lucy are and i guess radich are hosting a bit of a, a debate uh as to whether or not uh to proceed with the the talent show given that claude is uh is dead um so they have a, a random assortment of students gathering uh, yeah, I think a touch on that. Has anyone noticed that Clutch is there? In what yeah. world would Clutch ever find himself, even knowing where the auditorium is? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, he's looking all concerned too. Like, what what kind of character arc did we miss in the background? I don't know, but I always notice when Clutch is there. So yes, I did notice that. I, and I, yes, it I, was weird. I like the idea that we, we we have this debate over whether or not we're going to continue with the uh, with the show. And Mr. Radish is like, I don't know. Let the kids decide. Like, <laughs> I'll stand there, but fuck it. You, you tell me, kids. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm really, really have to stay here. I'm not sure if that's it's. It's not my place yeah. as the vice president of the school. <laughs> Let's leave it up to this random assortment of students who have gathered here, including Clutch. Including <laughs> Clutch. <laughs> Radish is like, he's pretty cool. Did you guys see his car? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's in the talent show, Clutch's car. You know whose opinion we need? Clutch's. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be right. like, here's my opinion. You're about to get it on with some chick, and she's all, let's slip into some latex. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
So, uh, so Bronco and Lucy, uh, yeah, they ask uh, people to weigh in on whether or not they should proceed with the talent show. Uh, Joanne is the first to speak. She uh, obviously uh, believes the talent show should not go on because a human being has died. And they'd run she... over a dog. Fuck it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's wearing her best morning uh, spider shirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the shirt. It is buttoned up all the way to the neck. There's like red embroidered spider webs on it. So mm-hmm. great. Yeah, she is in mourning for sure. I did notice and when Joanne spoke up about a human being has died, I saw Liz and I expected her to stand up and be like, human beings <laughs> die every day. <laughs> the killing factories. In the killing factories. <laughs> we don't stop life because of that. <laughs> I she also brings out fetus doll. Like when they when they put it out to the audience, should we continue? It's very clear from the body language of almost everybody that they're like, yeah, like, why are we even even having this meeting? Joanne's one of the only dissenters. Well, this is the this is the weird thing, because Lucy's sitting out front and I'm like, why is she sitting out front just to argue? Like, I figured she would be up there with Bronco and she would be like an arbitrator, just kind of, okay, what do we think? But then she starts openly arguing with Joanne. It's like, why are you sitting on stage? Go get in the fucking crowd. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's just odd. I, I guess she's clinging to Bronco's fame as school president. Yeah. yeah and uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see later. She herself is running for president yeah. the Weird. following year. That's so. right. And it's fucking Lucy. She can't just sit still and be quiet. She's always got to have an opinion, even when mm. it involves suicide. Mm-hmm. Um. So Joanne insists that going on with the talent show would make it seem like nobody really cared that Claude has died. Um, Lucy has no time for Joanne's opinion. Uh, Brushing it off, yeah, something horrible has happened. Does that mean everything has to stop? And Joanne uh, somewhat politely accepts that and says that not everything does, but they need to be respectful. Uh, Lucy once again interjects, dismissing Joanne's concerns uh stealing the spotlight and pointing out that she too is upset you know guys lucy's upset too uh but of course she's mostly upset for the people claude hurt and she says that life has to go on um so joanne uh replies she doesn't understand what's so important about a talent show uh she wants everybody to consider claude's family how it would make them feel uh, their son has died, and his school is putting football players on stage in tutus. And uh, Simon and Dale both look personally attacked as soon as he calls she calls them out. It is awesome. Um, Simon's like, uh, like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what do you mean, man? What? Um, it's Claude. <laughs> <laughs> is he the guy that like what? died <laughs> like died what's a clode <laughs> like did he get cut from the show <laughs> what or what um she asks what's wrong with a little laughter uh as obviously most of the acts on their talent show are fucking stupid and meant to make people laugh uh, laughter is always good, and I noted that's always a really thoughtful thing to say to someone who has just lost Friend. one of their friends in a mm-hmm. rather tragic manner. Um, 
but uh, Lucy, I guess, isn't super thoughtful in this scene. Um, Joanne has pretty much had it. She doesn't feel like laughing, and she storms off in her jean shorts that she's wearing over top of nylons. Everything about this is fucked up. Like, <laughs> yes, agreed. They, they so bring, fucked up. So these kids are all fucked up because someone killed themselves. The school let out early the day it happened. They've brought in counselors to speak with the children. Now they're bringing the children into the auditorium. The vice principal is in there, but he's basically like, it's open season, kids. Like, figure this shit out. One of the students Fight is it. is like... Someone else wants to rent the auditorium. Let's figure this out. <laughs> One of the students is clearly upset, so much so that she is in tears, and she runs out of the auditorium. And in reaction to that, Radich, the one adult in the room, is like, maybe someone else should talk. I'd also like to point out... Notice nobody chased after and in the air no. of what just happened. I totally uh-huh. no- noted that too. Maybe like, someone might want to see if she's okay. There's like, ah, let her blow off steam. That's worked before. We've already got the counselors here. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing bad happens when you're upset. Yeah. But no, Radich is like, ah, I won't tell anyone. I'm just going to hang out here with the kids. Fuck it. We've already got the funding yeah. for this kid. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Radage is like, hey, Joanne, what a broom head. <laughs> Am I right? Right, guys, right. right? High five. Bronco knows what to talk about. You and that soccer ball in your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joanne is in this special ed class, I think, with Joey, right? And we know how uh, Radage feels about kids with uh, with learning disabilities. He doesn't like Dwayne either. I, there's a pattern here with Radage. Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get for being an asshole? Vice president. Or vice principal. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. For the last four years um, in the States. So after Joanne storms out and nobody follows her, I think Nancy is there and she kind of just half-heartedly reaches out with her arm as she runs by, but that's it. <laughs> I tried. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, what else do you want me to do? Like, get up? I tried. <laughs> Um, so after that, yeah, Radich, uh, suggests other people speak. And, uh, so Spike takes a turn. She suggests that they do go on with the talent show, but turn it into a benefit to raise money for Claude's family or a charity of their choice. Um, everybody seems to like that idea and Bronco suggests they take a vote. Um, then we see everybody leaving the auditorium and we hear the varying opinions about the talent show. We hear Tim he's not sure the talent show should go forward. Um, Cause now's but, the time to say it, Tim, after the meeting where yeah, you're supposed to yeah. speak up. Yeah. Well, well yeah. did you notice they really only had one option on the table? Just spikes idea. So just like, let's Spike. just vote. Got one yeah. option. Let's get this thing moving. Come on. Radish says <laughs> yeah. we need to get going. Yeah. Let's speed this thing up. Um, They're kind of like, it's kind of like what we're doing, right? They're absolving their guilt <laughs> by raising money for charity. <laughs> <laughs> So every- <laughs> donate to kids helpful and everybody. Time. Yeah. Yeah. It works every time. Some of the time. Yeah. <laughs> of the time It works all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, we hear Tim concerned about going forward, but then Maya, uh, we hear her pipe in agreeing that laughter is good. And she agrees with Lucy. Um, Caitlin is raging. Uh, she's calling ghost Chloe a creep. And she's saying that she's glad it's going ahead and that he didn't ruin everything. 
for everyone else. Uh, Maya keeps talking about Claude, um, letting Caitlin know she heard his funeral is closed. And Caitlin retorts that she wouldn't have gone anyway. She wouldn't go to any suicides funeral. Is that what you call people who killed themselves? I <laughs> I wonder, yeah. too. Sounds weird. It's, you know. He's no longer That's a bad. person. He's a suicide. Yeah. Would you say, um, like, a cancer's funeral or a <laughs> COVID's died of funeral? Age funeral? Yeah. Heart disease funeral. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, and she doesn't stop. She she continues her rant. She can't believe anyone would be so stupid as to kill themselves. And she promises not to let what Clue did affect her. Um, and I just made a note here. I actually remember this episode and the episode before being the like the first sort of uh, exposure I had to people like being angry about suicide and like considering it selfish and, you know, feeling like angry at the person instead of feeling sad. Uh, and I always thought that was really strange that that was the angle they took here. It's an interesting take. I mean, the guy was a dick to her specifically. So, but we, and I guess we yeah. focus on Caitlin, who he's been a dick to. We focus less on Joanne, who's his friend, who's deeply affected by this, you know, it's like yeah. we're seeing all the different stages that people go through when they're dealing with something like this, right? You got some rage, you got some denial, you got some acceptance, yeah. and you got Lucy, and that's true. <laughs> and yeah, I just remember being like, "Oh, okay, so like it's suicide. You don't you don't deserve people's like, sympathy? you know, they don't deserve sympathy because mm-hmm. like they're bad and uh, they're selfish, and that you should feel bad for all the people around them." And mm-hmm. um. I just I wish I knew more about the next gen uh, series because I'm sure they covered this topic in that, and I don't know how they treated it. It'd be nice to do the comparison, but I'm sure it's somewhat different. Caitlin said that he deserves it too. <laughs> right? Like, I'd have okay. to imagine that very, very rarely had suicide even been touched on in any kind yeah. of television at this point. Like I don't know. Like I wouldn't have really seen the show when it was first run. I watched it a little bit later on its rerun. So. I would have been yeah. young, so I wouldn't have known TV at that point. But um, it, it must have not been on very, very rarely, I would imagine. I agree. I definitely think that wasn't something that was covered in, in very many uh, kids or teen shows. So, um, But yeah, this definitely wouldn't fly today, I think. I don't think the main focus of it would be to like pin Claude as a selfish dude who did it to hurt people. And But um, I think... I, I think I think it kind of tracks though with Caitlin because Caitlin yeah. is a very angry character. Like yeah. looking back, she's had some things happen to her, but rage is like a kind of go-to for for old Caitlin, like just getting angry at things instead of sad. Yeah, that's a great uh, great insight. Look at her dad, and yeah, yeah, that's it. true. She doesn't have uh, a sad. She goes straight to to anger. Um. Oh, I mean, remember but, how mad she was when Miss Avery left the school? She was so mad. Yeah. This is the worst year ever. At the school and then at Miss Avery, all in one episode. Yeah. She's mad at everything. Yeah. Remember when she got stuck on the barbed wire and Claude left her and she got so mad? That was one of my other episodes. What yeah. a baby. Grow and up. And she slapped him. <laughs> uh, oh. um, all right, so after uh, Caitlin's rage... Now, this is where I need clarification, hopefully, from somebody else. So we're taking to, like, a short, short scene in Walfish's class. Yes, we got a filler scene. 
Yeah. What? And I watched it, tried to look down, like track down a couple different versions because I thought maybe I, it was just cut, like something more significant in the scene was cut, but it wasn't. No, they decided they had 30 seconds to fill. So Mr. Wallfish is in his class. rad look with his turtleneck and his button up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, look at all these assignments that you handed in. And that's the scene. I'm so busy as a teacher. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I, I, I find that so odd. But in any case, okay, I'm, I was just making sure I didn't miss a, a scene. But He's like, suicide yeah. is no excuse for tardiness with homework. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after our filler scene, uh, we're taken to Mr. Webster's class, who is continuing to try to explain, I think it's currents to Joey. Uh, everybody appears to be playing with the... Uh, like some sort of electricity experiment. Um, and Joey, again, isn't understanding. We, we've we gone over many times how I think a lot of us think Mr. Wallfish is like the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Mr. Webster's the fucking worst. Like <laughs> He is the worst. He doesn't seem to be, like <laughs> he's not mean to students, but like he, no one understands what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't give a yeah. shit. As we're going to see, he doesn't, he pawns off his work onto the students <laughs> and he takes glee in like giving them hard tests about the shit Dude, that they clearly the, don't understand. The guy's a semester away from retirement. He does. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. As much. I definitely agree that he's shitty, but he's such a relatable character as a teacher. Like I feel like everybody had one of these kind of old out of touch, <laughs> like kooky teachers in, uh, in their school career. At least I did. Mine had a glass eye, though. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it was weird. Uh-huh. Um, in any case, so yeah, Webster is trying to explain stuff to Joey. Joey isn't understanding. Uh, while this is happening, we see Caitlin in the background, who has offered to go get something out of a glass cabinet for Maya. Yes. And as she opens and closes the glass cabinet, we see... Ghost <laughs> Ghost <laughs> Oh how do you make ghost vomiting sound? As you know from our <laughs> as you know from our from our uh, DM, our exclusive Narbos and Broomheads DM amongst the hosts. The moment I saw this scene for the first time I wrote to everybody and in all caps was like Ghost Clode <laughs> In the house. And he's like, Ooh, Caitlin. Oh yes, my undertaker. Oh, he's crossing the streams. Oh Caitlin. Oh actually if Paul Bear lost a lot of weight, or if Claude gained a lot of weight. There's some similarities there. Uh, Pete Ashton was in the urn. <laughs> Claude? <laughs> Ghost glue. Uh, actually, uh, maybe, maybe it'd be good. Maybe it'd be okay for uh, Claude's little trick now, because he could tap her on the other shoulder, but he's not actually on either shoulder. So... Circle, it would be great. He's just spinning in circles like a puppy. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he goes, Yes, uh, that, could be a, that could be a sitcom. Mm. <laughs> uh, do- donate to kids' cell phone, everybody. Thanks, <laughs> absolve us. Yeah, <laughs> please. Uh, so, Ghost Claude makes his first appearance in this episode in the glass that Caitlin's looking into. 
And as we've all said, he whispers, Caitlin. And she whips around and he's not actually there. Um, So uh, after this happens, Mr. Webster reverts into his leprechaun self, reminding the class of a wee test on Friday. That would be Scottish. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was that racist of me? Sorry. Yeah, it's a wee test. Oh, what would it say? Yes. What? No, a wee test. Oh, okay, so Scottish. Uh, we, I don't know. I don't have to do Scottish <laughs> Please. You've, we've done so many on this show. I seriously have no idea. You've got a wee I, test on Friday. You got a wee test, Lassie. you got to do a wee, wee test. <laughs> Bring out your bagpipes. Bring out the baby. <laughs> there you go. It's in my belly. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting the wings for it. Yeah. Oh, say baby, say baby. <laughs> I prefer Mike Myers' Scottish accent in um, oh shit, no, I can't think of that movie. Yes, yeah. I was. What in, is that movie called again? Why so not? I married an axe murderer. So I married an axe. So murderer. I was in. Uh, I was in pipe band um, all through my growing up, as we've discussed on this show. And uh, when that movie came out, I also had, used to have a big afro of curly black hair. So they called you me. You don't anymore. No, I cut it. Uh, and so, the, yeah, they called me Heed. <laughs> Heed, punts, no! So. <laughs> like your whole band called you that? A lot of them did. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Heed! <laughs> so. Heed, punts, no! Look at the size of that Heed! <laughs> it's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> it's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> I'm sensitive to that. I have a big head. Um, but I never had a curly afro. So... We test on Friday, and then Mr. Webster asks Joey to stay after class. He also tells them um, that their lab reports are due, and they're worth 20% of the grade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is bonkers. 20% is incredibly high. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. That's one-fifth of your whole year, like in one, like a lab report? I mean, it's near the end of the year, so unless this is what we would have called their independent study, what now we call their performance task, maybe then, but... For just a lab? Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. So that's a lot. That is a big, big chunk. Um, so as the class lets out, uh, Wheels is waiting outside for Joey, but he's going to have to wait a bit because Joey has to stay after class. Uh, he, Mr. Webster has kept Joey behind with Caitlin. <laughs> and, uh, he asked Caitlin to help Joey uh, with his tutoring because he is too busy. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I'm swamped. So you, student, fuck what's in your life. Can you yeah. can you tutor this other student? Like, I wrote, how is this Caitlin's job? What does she gain from doing this? <laughs> like, Right? I assume there's some sort of peer helper program. We had one of those in our school. But you get, like, a credit for it or you get something. Yeah. Uh, not for Mr. Webster. He's probably just like, hey, you smart girl, just teach this dumb guy enough. I don't got time for this. Mm. I've got to yeah, play he, my bagpipes. He kind of <laughs> he kind of bullies he kind of bullies them into it. He's like, Well yeah. Oh, give her a wee kiss, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't want to do it, Caitlin. What are you gonna cry? <laughs> That's Patrick, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's so easy to merge yeah. them. <laughs> oh, Caitlin, you're having a 
you have to do tutoring for the dumb boy. <laughs> he is just a dumb boy. <laughs> he is such a numb brain. <laughs> so they, yeah, so Joey and Caitlin are both obviously uncomfortable with this proposal, uh, but Webster doesn't give a shit, and uh, they both finally reluctantly agree to it. Uh, so as Joey leaves the classroom, Wheels is there waiting. I think he's wearing the collarless jean jacket. Oh, he is. Bam. Cause he's got like a collared shirt. So he's like, I can't double collar. Nobody mm-hmm. double collars. Part of me yeah. thinks Joey made him rip it off his retribution for taking like the last dip bar instead of money from his mom. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My mom went to her closet, and there's no collars on her shirts. And I think I know what happened. Give them down to flesh. <laughs> oh, I didn't that's take probably your what collar. I didn't take your mom's collars. Seriously, I don't have a collar. So, <laughs> uh, so Joey leaves the classroom. Wheels is waiting to give him um, an envelope full of what I thought was money, but now I realize is collars <laughs> <laughs> to repay Mrs. Jeremiah That's for right. the money slash collars he stole while he was living there. Um, Joey takes it and Wheels turns to leave because he's got to head out to work. Uh, but Joey reaches out and asks him how work is going. So they carry on talking and eventually broach the topic of snake. And uh, Wheels is asking about him. Joey lies at first saying he's sick. Uh, but Wheels uh, asks about the rumor he's heard that Snake was the one who found Claude. It's so like he doesn't Joey... know Snake when he talks about this. It's like he's never Yeah. Known... Well, they, I guess after the, that episode where Wheels was a huge dick, maybe they just haven't talked since then. It sounds like it. I yeah. Um, I mean, Snake is pretty good at giving the the cold shoulder, as we'll see in Schools Out. So. That's right, sure is. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Joey admits that, yeah, uh, Wheels or Snake, Snake did find Claude, and uh, Wheels thinks he might want to reach out and call him, but isn't sure if it's a good idea since uh, things aren't so great with them. But Joey says he should um, and invites him actually to go see Snake because that's where he's heading, but Wheels can't because he has to head to work. So, and I was all warm and fuzzy with this scene because their friendship is clearly on the mend. I said it's nice to see Wheels and Joey being pals again as well. But my bigger question here. So I think I know where you're going. You know what? I'll pass it to you first. We'll see. Well, I was going to say, I, I find it interesting. We was talking about pumping gas and he said, I don't want to be pumping gas for the rest of my life. And I was like, well, that's a hell of a lot better than what the rest of your life's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not what I thought, but I like that oh. one too. <laughs> uh, All right. My thought was mm-hmm. so on deck. the the first episode of Wheels' downfall was surrounding his report card and his shitty marks at school. So then he went through living at the Jeremiah's and out on the street, and he's finally back with his grandmother. And to help him get his shit together with school, he has to pump gas. It's a good job. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. how is the job going to help this kid at school where he's having the biggest problems? Well, he already sold his base, so he's got to figure out a way to buy headquarters <laughs> for that wrestling game. I guess so. It's um, a pretty I sweet mean, wrestling game. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming his, like, crazy grandma was like, get a job or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
And then she goes, <laughs> she takes her car to the gas station and is like, you couldn't even wipe the whole windows, <laughs> Derek. You left streaks on the window, Derek. <laughs> couldn't even wash your coveralls, Derek. 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 You smell like gasoline. <laughs> Are you sniffing gas, Derek? No, Grandma. I don't believe you. <laughs> I, you selfish, selfish little boy. <laughs> Check the oil when I come in here, Derek. All right. Derek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sidebar about Wheels Grandma in our elusive D or exclusive DM chat. Did you get my picture? That was I already posted from? it to Wheels' grandma already posted her photo. I yes. saw that. Isn't it so great? What's the name of um, the, the artist? Oh, his name is Tyrell. Tyrell Lougheed. Lougheed or Lougheed. Uh, Dalhousie, Dalhousie. I don't know. Yeah, find him um, on uh, on Instagram. T-Y-R-E-L-L-O-U-G-H-E-E-D. And, that's uh, right. Yeah, he's got a whole bunch of uh, whole bunch of animations, and he's plowing through them. Oh man, he's like I, we get tagged in some of them. They're pretty incredible. And actually, the character who played Nancy commented on his drawing of her. That's nice. Uh, he drew a picture of Nancy uh, in her two hundred words or less episode. Oh, I see it. And, I'm going to open now. And Arlo, I can't remember her last name. But her um, Insta account is Arlo Designs. Arlene Lott. Yeah. She commented saying that that picture is making her want to get her hair styled like that again. So, yeah, he's great. He's a great follow. He's got some amazing photos. Um, and I think we got a little bit of a shout out in the Derek's grandma thing because his in his uh, in his <laughs> caption said it's sad that she had to tell him his parents died. But the Degrassi community really likes Derek's grandma's voice. <laughs> Derek, you you have gotten a lot of mileage out of that voice and that name. Oh God! I'm yeah. I'm assuming that the next time they do a Degrassi uh, convention, I'll have to perform it. Yeah. At least, yeah. <laughs> Derek. Derek. <laughs> Let's call up that bodyguard guy that talks like Wheels Grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's, you'll get it's Alan's. <laughs> Maybe you'll get the fan what? award this time, Alan, with the crown yeah. and stuff. Oh, dress up, please. No. That would be amazing. It could be King Narbo or whatever it was there. It's fine. <laughs> Derek. Uh, all right. So mm-hmm. um, after that heartwarming scene, uh, we are taken to Snakes. And Joey is uh, has stopped by to visit. Uh, Snake's in the back fixing his bike. Um, Joey tells Snake that everybody misses him, wants to know when he's coming back. And, and Snake... Said maybe next week. Uh, doesn't sound like he's ready to yet. His therapist said not to rush it. Um, so Joey kind of dives in and tells Snake he's really sorry that he was the one that had to find Claude. And Snake, who is still visibly upset, starts to describe the scene to Joey in some graphic detail. And it's clear that he's still really disturbed by the situation. Um, he then devolves into anger. Um, confused as to why Claude would do that and he never did anything to him why did I have to find him and I thought it was actually a really well done scene yeah, he's all bug eyed yes. like <laughs> yeah like he's yeah I thought he did great yeah I mean <laughs> he starts off by telling Joey like yeah maybe next week I'll be ready to come back to school and like yeah. 10 seconds and later he he's like 
here's what I saw. Oh, fuck. And it's like, okay, you're not ready. Like, it's fine, yeah. dude. Yeah. Stay home. You would think he looks like that character from Coach. Remember the show Coach? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, The well, defensive coordinator or something? <laughs> the, the, oh, he's the voice of Patrick on SpongeBob. What's his he name? also played the, the, the Dabber, is it? The deaf and mute guy on the stand TV show or TV miniseries. Yeah, Dauber. Dauber. Dauber, yes. Oh. I did not watch I didn't watch Coach. I don't understand why it was a show. I just <laughs> I didn't, didn't get it. I was like, am I being gaslit right now? What is this show? It's in an office and it's a it coach. Really <laughs> and it's called Coach. And somehow and it's about it's like a high school coach to a division one coach or something like it was an unbelievable step that would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> I did well, not. I hated when coach was on and I was going through the TV guide. I was like, Oh, it's fucking coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, I'm not well versed in bike maintenance. Really? What was snake doing to his bike? I, Oh, he, was, he knows. Well, it's he had the, a piece of sandpaper. It's yeah. yeah. He's he patching a hole. Well, that's what you had to break down the old tire. You gotta, you gotta sand it up. You gotta scuff it up so the glue sticks when you put a patch on it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. really? I didn't know that. All right, yeah, good. you you get the little scratcher pad. You scratch, 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 and you put your adhesive on. You get your patch and right on mm-hmm. it. Oh, I went, and Arlo is out there somewhere listening. On, yeah, that's a sex sound. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> No, Arlo, not everything's a sex sound. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't wasn't that the sound you made the first time you introduced clutch and you slipped off your seat? Slip. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like yeah. Oh, oh okay. I'm... No, no, that's not it. it <laughs> oh my like, god. No. <laughs> no. Something like that. One of those. One of those three sounds. Donate to kids' help phone everything. What is this? The police. Who's this? The is this Michael Winslow, the police academy guy we're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a machine gun? Of <laughs> 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 <about> a helicopter. <laughs> Thanks for acknowledging my talents. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, Michael. Um. So yes. So Snake is patching a hole on his bike. After he goes into his uh, depiction of uh, what he went through seeing Claude, um, Joey offers some support, asking what he can do to help, and puts his hand on his shoulder, and Snake just sort of stares off into the distance, and his mood sort of lifts a bit. And I I don't know if that's because Joey was touching his shoulder. Um, But they kind of look back and start poking each other, and then they break into laughter and then they eventually fall backwards onto the deck and have a tickle fight. I think as mm. yeah, as Tim described it, a tickle fight. I that made me really happy that that was in your poem because I totally said it was a tickle fight as well. Well done. Why thank you. Why well, you're welcome. Um so all is well and we are taken next to Caitlin's room where she is tossing and turning in bed. And we're then taken to a dream sequence. I'm jumping to it, but Claude in this dream seems to have shown up on the set of my 1996 high school prom. <laughs> like, what are you doing there, man? Like, like, like with the bench. Like, yeah, with the bench and the, and the, the cheap lattice. 
What was, what was your the, theme? Garden dreams? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I, yeah, back, backyard dreams. <laughs> I thought Newfoundland proms were all like under the sea scent with like big fish in the background. And lobster no? traps. Yeah. And don't look that up. Don't, if you go to Google, uh, don't look that up, especially on uh, those adult sites, backyard dreams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or would that be? Or would that be backdoor dreams? Okay, so <laughs> uh, let's try it. A ghost Claude is is uh, sitting on the stage, and he's like, "Oh yes, autumn leaves." <laughs> Dying leaves. <laughs> that's, that's Getty Lee ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that's not ghost, Claude. Um, leaves and dying leaves. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit those skins, Neil Parsh. And safe from the fools. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. It's also a little bit the darkness, kind of Getty Lee, the darkness. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's Chloe is everything wrapped into row one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet a couple days ago that said in two years the darkness will be considered classic rock, which is what they wanted to be all along, and I thought that was great. It's true, and it means mm. we're old as fuck. All right, uh, dream sequence. So we see Ghost Claude. In mm-hmm. Ted's formal backdrop, yeah, in his billowy white Seinfeld top and his tight ghosty pants, uh, haunting Caitlin, who is sitting in the in the in the auditorium with her all white ballerina suit on, and he is uh, haunting her with his ghosty rose, uh, reciting his uh, scary poem, soothing black and warm. Um, I believe he starts the dream poem off with autumn leaves, dying leaves. And he continues on, yada, yada, yada. He's in a coffin, yada, yada, yada. And then we are taken to ghost Claude number two. (laughs) And he appears right beside Caitlin in her seat. Uh, Again, with his ghosty flower for you. For you. John look going on right there. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, you know what I want? You are Let's the one <laughs> <laughs> And then Claude puts on his leather jacket and they do a dance. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the, they fly off in a car into the Yeah, in a flying car. Um, yeah. <laughs> into the sun. <laughs> so after the grease montage, we are taken to Ghost Claude number three. And he is at the back of the auditorium. But he is still soothing, black and warm. And he taunts her with his words, safe from the pain and safe from the fools. And <laughs> soothing, black. And then he fades off and we hear him saying, I love you. Death. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. And then we, <laughs> Very dramatic. And, super dramatic. And then we see Caitlin, who is trying to run away in her dream, but it appears she can't get anywhere. And I have that dream all the damn time, not with Claude in it. Uh-huh. But the dream where you're trying to run as fast as you can, but you just can't. Is your Anybody dream else with, have that dream? Do you have the dream with three clutches in it? 
<laughs> yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> and they're all there at once. I, I, yeah. And they, not scary. Let me just say, they are naughty boys. <laughs> uh, I, did, I do not have the running dream. Does anyone else have the running dream? I have one where I'm running really, really slow. Like, if I have to get somewhere, I've had that one a few times. I just can't run fast. Yeah, like, I'm trying I, to run fast, but it's like I can't get my body to do what I want. And it, so I'm always really slow. I mean, I just can't I've run fast that. in real life, so. What? Well, neither can I. Yeah. Can I? Uh, Ted, have you had the running slow dream? No. I've had the, I had the math dream where Barry has had this as well, and we have talked about it fairly, you know, once in a while when we have it. We'll text each other. It's like, oh, I had the math dream last night. This ruins my day. And what it is, you're in school, you're in university or whatever, and you have a math test coming up or you're doing a math course and you kind of, the, the days go by, the weeks go by and you're not studying for it. I have that and, dream all the time. And, and you get up and then you're like, it takes, so it literally takes like a while. It takes, you know, a, an hour or so to go, okay, it's not real. <laughs> like that's fine because it's so upsetting because you feel, and you pass the date where you can drop it without like academic prejudice it's maybe a super nerdy dream. I've had that dream. All, I have that dream all the time. I have the dream where really? you're not prepared for the test. I also have the dream where I, I have not graduated from university. Oh, oh really? Yeah, because oh, I yeah. fucked up something with a course or yeah. you know something like that, and then I wake up and I have to remember. I'm like, do I have my degree? And I I look at it and I kiss it. I'm like, yes, mwah, you're real. <laughs> I often have one where I'm, I'm getting a chance to do something, whether it's like play in a basketball game again, or I have a test and I look down and I forgot something, whether it's my skates or my calculator, and then I have to run home. <laughs> I'm so damn slow that by the time I get back, oh, no. I don't get a chance to do any of it. Oh. So I've had that one quite regularly, actually. This, this I do have a version wow. of like the the academic dream. Mine is usually just... I've had a course and I suddenly realize I've I've skipped every class and then it's like at the end of the course and it's the test and I show up and yeah like I haven't even been there or I'm late or whatever that dream comes all the time and I hate it. That's the math dream. That's it. It yeah. is. Yep. So I guess the I've math dream is common. I remember the mo the latest one and I won't I'm not regaling you with exactly what happened but it was just that but I can remember the building a building I've never seen I've never been in but I could walk you around in my remembered dream. It's very warped. Anyways, I don't like it. Brain, so dreams stop. are interesting. So speaking, dreams, I gotta, I do, yeah. speaking of dreams, like going back to this Caitlin dream, did we need this dream sequence to know that she was upset about Claude? Like, couldn't she have just been like, you know what? Like, this shit is actually bothering me, but we have to see fucking like three ghost clothes in a dream so that we're like, oh, this, this did bother her that this kid killed himself and made it look like it was her fault. I mean, the dream sequence is, is a Degrassi go-to, right? Like, it's a Degrassi... It's how they show us that people are disturbed by things. Like, Erica had the... Or Heather had the the scary abortion dreams. And... Well, I can't remember any more off the top of my head, but they use the dream mm. sequence a lot. <laughs> Most are bad. 99... 9 out of 10 are bad, except Arthur's. Ooh, and he was like, leaky. yeah, but I he mean, always, yeah, it he always had mixed a, up before the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Courtney with her triple uh, clutch dream right before the good part. She wakes up and she's like, shoot. Darn it. Uh, yeah. I, I think the dream was interesting that they had three ghost clothes in it. That was a little extreme, but 
I understand the point of it because we don't see her showing a lot of emotion um, throughout the rest of the episode, aside from anger, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also kind of wondered what uh, what sixteen year old girl would be sleeping in like flowery bedspreads and a flower um, wallpapered bedroom at that point. If you notice what oh. she was sleeping in, like they're not even trying with bedrooms anymore in this show. They never well, did. They still all have all the girls all still have stuffed animals. Like at the sleepover, they all had their fucking teddies there, like their little teddy bears. Um, mm-hmm. and and yeah, even in Liz's dream sequence, she had like a, a magical unicorn poster in her room. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's not a Liz thing in my life. They've had some dark dream sequences late in this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um. All right, so back to reality. Uh, The next day, uh, we hear, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Nancy on the intercom at school uh, promoting the talent show coming up. And she lets everybody know that it's going to be raising money for a new suicide prevention program. And good thing Lucy didn't make that announcement because I think it would go a lot more differently. (laughs) The life goes on showtime (laughs) performance. Yeah. The let's laugh performance. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're raising money for all those selfish dickheads who kill themselves and make life hard for the rest of us. Lucy's like, Lucy's like, kill yourself with laughter. Did anyone see our boy Chico go flying by on his bike earlier? (laughs) Chico. Yes. Chico, he's all over this episode now that Arlo pointed him out last week. I hadn't really ever noticed him. He's everywhere in this episode. So we hear the announcement about the fundraiser. It's going to be raising money for suicide prevention. Um, and we're back in Webster's class, um, and Joey continues to be super confused about everything. Oh, him and, and Luke are so lost. Yeah, and he turns to Luke, who is also really confused, but I don't think he cares half as much. Why as would does. Joey even ask Luke? He's like, he says to Luke, do you understand any of this stuff? And I'm like, dude, it's fucking Luke. Like, of course he doesn't. It looks like I failed before you did. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I know one thing about chemistry. It's acid. Like, that's the one thing. That's all I need. Uh, He's like, um, shut up. I got to know how to make math. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Mr. Webster continues his uh, incessant chatter, saying he hopes everyone is looking forward with unabashed joy to the upcoming test. And uh, after class, uh, Joey is asking Caitlin uh, when they can get together. She wants to put it off until tomorrow, but he really uh, wants to get going, saying if she doesn't want to help him, he can find someone else. Uh, So she caves and agrees that she will help him that day. Uh, He suggests they meet in the resource center. Uh, Caitlin says no, because you can't talk in there. And instead, she invites him over to her place. Uh, he seems hesitant, but she says it's fine because her mom always liked him. And I noted this was the old Joey. He would be beelining it to the pharmacy to pick up some condoms. <laughs> I wrote that down. I said he had Did to buy you? prophylactics. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> obviously, he's going to get laid. He's like, he's also like, your mom likes me? And she's been having trouble with your dad lately, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uh, So back at her locker, uh, Caitlin spots the earring that Plue gave her when they first started dating. After she she pulls out some Cole's notes, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, 
and as she spots the earring, uh, we are treated to a flashback of that scene where he first uh, gave it to her with his uh, infamous tap on the shoulder and his response to her, what is it? It looks like a box line, which had us all in stitches mm-hmm. and enamored us to clear forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we are snapped back to the present where Caitlin drops the earring on the floor. Um, so after school, Joey shows up to Caitlin's house ready for some tutoring. Uh, he tries to crack a few jokes at the beginning. Uh, Caitlin is not having it and tells him to keep his snarky comments to himself. Honestly, right there, I'd be like, you know what? I'll take the fucking F. And I would just yeah. left. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Enough of your Caitlin dude. Yeah. Right? Uh, so things aren't off to a good start. Uh, but as the study, study session goes on, uh, Joey seems to be listening. Caitlin's tutoring him. Um, and she questions whether or not he's understanding anything she's saying. Um, and then Joey cracks some sort of Star Trek joke. And she makes a reference uh, to space. And Joey says, yeah. space can be real unreasonable. I learned that on Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, his joke falls flat. Caitlin accuses Joey of not paying attention and tells him she can't help a numb brain. Like, fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, you're one of the only people <laughs> that, that he dealt with when he first found out he had a learning disability. Yeah. You know he has a like, learning You know disability. what the situation is there. Now, again, it's not necessarily like a, you know, they're not reading, right? Like that's, or it's writing. <laughs> it's writing that's his problem. Um, but still, it's not easy for the guy. You went out with him. You know that school is not easy for him. And yeah. yeah. And then she finally yeah, calls him a numb brain, which no one would ever call anyone. Isn't it interesting that not that far later she she starts dropping fucking and, and yeah. she only can muster up numbering at this point? She's she said bitchy yeah. when she was describing Kathleen back that's, in Degrassi Junior true. High. And and that's Joey true. has dropped the word that I think she wants to say uh in the previous oh, episode yeah. too. So yeah. which we won't say. No. That does not fly again. No. Uh yeah, numbering is a bit of a is a bit of a weird choice. Um, so as they're fighting, uh, Caitlin's mom pops in because she's got to pick up Caitlin's dad who is having <clears throat> car troubles <coughs> again. <coughs> um, so, uh, she asks if everything's fine. They say yes. And she takes off. I'd like to point uh, out though, that how Caitlin in the episode before, well, two episodes before I'd said they had got back together and you guys went over that, but anyone notice, and I can't believe I noticed this. <laughs> But she she had a Louis Vuitton purse when she was leaving. I don't know if anyone grabbed that. So that was obviously the present from uh, Papa Ryan to get back in her good books. <laughs> nice. Oh, I did not know. I actually that. looked back yeah. like I can't have saw this properly. But no, one hundred percent, it's a Louis Vuitton purse. Good yeah. for you, Papa Ryan. <laughs> Let me tell you. And that car trouble, we all know that's just code for their meeting at that that motel that Stephanie K got taken to. That one. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. They're finding ways to make things more exciting, right? Hey, you got to do right. what you got to do. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep the marriage alive and spicy. Um, so Joey is still hurt by Caitlin's really stupid insult and looks like he wants to leave. 
Uh, Caitlin apologizes and they start studying again, but she wants to get a an herbal tea before they recommence. She asks Joey. Joey tries to crack another joke, asking if she has any beer. Uh, once again, Caitlin's not amused. And Joey tells her it was a joke. Calm down. And reminds her she used to have a sense of humor. And I'm like, did she? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember one. I do like when Joey is like, I will have a juice. Yeah. <laughs> she made you laugh. <laughs> uh, so they're in the kitchen. And while she's pouring her herbal tea, they start chatting about the talent show. And uh, she asks Joey if he's going to drop out. And he says no. And he um, echoes back to Lucy's statement saying that life does have to go on. Um, they agree it's good. The show's going ahead. And then Joey broaches the subject of Clued. <laughs> um, and I do find it odd <laughs> the way he's, he broached. He's like, you knew him sort of well. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> he broke up yeah. with you for him. <laughs> Yeah, that was a weird. Does Joey have amnesia here? <laughs> you just said, like... yeah. Caitlin, do you want to go out with me for the first time ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you knew Claude pretty well, right? Like, so weird. Yeah, it was. It was an odd. It was an odd line. Um, and then so Joey continues asking if she knows why he did it. Uh, he continues uh, to muse about Claude and how he must have been really messed up. So this part, <laughs> like. This is a little over the top on Joey's part. He's like, I mean, can you imagine putting a gun to your head and pulling the trigger? And he's doing the two-figured gun to his fucking head. Like, we're in front of her. He's like, can you? Uh, I always ask this question. He doesn't even know that she really knew him that well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you pull the, can you, and then he pulled the trigger. His fucking brains were everywhere. Like, fuck, Caitlin. Can you imagine? He's right in hearing that sound. Yeah. Like yeah, is like, this extreme? <laughs> is this extreme negging? Yeah, like he's right in her face is. with two two fingers to his head. He's like, "Can you imagine this, Caitlin?" Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> yeah, I was a little over the yeah. top. It was a bit over the top. <laughs> uh, well, and it gets, Caitlin reacts, and she's upset, and and she asks if they can talk about something else. Um, but then she immediately uh, goes back and asks how Snake's doing. And she seems concerned, obviously, knowing Snake found Claude. So Joey tries to answer her and says he's not doing well and then starts to get upset. And she once again cuts him off, uh, saying she doesn't want to talk about it. And then she starts talking about it again. And she talks about Claude, saying he was messed up and he couldn't stand it anymore. Uh, Joey tries to get her to elaborate and once again says she doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, So finally, Joey kind of calls her out. Saying, like, you know, she keeps bringing it up, and then she sort of breaks down and tells Joey what happened. He said goodbye to her, talks about the flowers, the note, and that Claude told her he loved her from beyond the grave. (laughs) I love you, Undertale. I mean, Caitlin. (laughs) You have a brother. His name is Kane. So sorry. Getting too deep into the storyline now. Actually, Caitlin does have a brother. He's not even in your family photos. <laughs> <laughs> they do really play fast that? and loose with that, huh? Uh-huh. Man. <laughs> That's true. They really do. The show's so strong on some things, and then some things they just don't 
remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of lapses. It's true. Um, so Caitlin, she continues to cry, uh, confessing she didn't mean to hurt Claude. So we kind of get a little insight into her that she's feeling guilty. Uh, Joey blames Claude for it, calls him a pig. Um, <laughs> me, never mind. Yeah. Saying he was the one who hurt, wanted to hurt everyone. He wanted to hurt Caitlin. He didn't love her. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and Caitlin leans in on Joey and she cries and cries and cries like Niagara Falls. <laughs> uh, so sweet scene, I guess. There you go. It, it kind of is. When I was, when I was younger and I watched this, like, I know that Joey is being sincere now. Um, but I felt mm-hmm. like it was almost like he was, I don't know. When I was younger, I was like, is he trying to talk her out of like being in love with him? Like, does she, does he still think she likes him? Cause when he's like. He wanted to hurt you. He wanted you to feel guilty. <laughs> like, okay, dude, like, <laughs> don't give him the satisfaction. And then she hugs him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, now that we're older rewatching it, I don't think that, that vi- we get that vibe at all. <laughs> also, so this scene ends, and then I wrote, so did Joey fail science? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like I guess because you know no tutoring happened so anyways yeah no no tutoring but interestingly um, enough it's probably one of the better acted scenes in maybe the whole show and it's a long scene like for Degrassi like these two are in this scene for a long time just the two of them like it's a yeah it would probably be yeah. like their best acting in that whole series I mean this pretty much is like you know we we kind of knew it throughout the whole thing but this is one of the scenes where it's like these two are the stars of the show this is why yep. they endure right Yeah and you've really seen Joey come like this is his full arc sort of coming where he's like the voice somewhat of reason and he was never that at the beginning right he was just a dickhead at the beginning yeah and yeah, then he becomes a bit of a dickhead at the end I guess too mm-hmm <laughs> We'll talk maybe, about that. Maybe his dickhead got in some trouble. I don't oh. know. Oh, <laughs> hey yo, these nuts. Here, all right, these nuts. Uh, but yeah, no, Joey definitely plays the sort of therapist role, I guess, in this episode. Right? He's he provides it to, um, Jesus. Why do we keep saying Shane to Snake, mm-hmm. uh, supporting him through his little breakdown on the back? He's porch. the one always there for wheels. Always there for wheels. Um, you know, there for Caitlin, despite, uh, her being a massive bitch to her, him throughout basically their entire relationship. Um, so yeah, Joey did, Joey did well this episode. As they're hugging, um, he tries to start a tickle fight with her. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see where this that. goes. It yeah. worked with, it worked with Hank. <laughs> yeah. Let's try it again. <laughs> Um, so we are next at the infamous talent show. Uh, we're taken backstage where we see the fucking dancing jockettes getting ready, uh, for their stupid dance. Uh, Simon and Luke are all dolled up in what are pretty snazzy, like tutu outfits or whatever you call them. Um, Alexa's back there primping and priming Simon, um, Bronco starts the show and he invites Joanne up to say a few words about Claude and his family, as this is going to obviously be a benefit for them. Now, before we uh, move on, I just at the beginning of this scene, I don't think you, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but remember when, when Spike had the big idea that it was going to be a benefit and she was in the meetings and all that, she comes to watch the thing. She's not even in the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> and if you paid more attention, like, like Lucy is sitting beside Kathleen. Don't tell me those two aren't getting in a fight by the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> like the two of them are sitting in the front row side by side. I don't know if you guys saw that. And friggin' Nick and Tabby are at the show. Yeah, like why would they go to the show, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. They wouldn't unless it was yeah, to make strange. fun of people or throw dips bars <laughs> yeah. at them. But you're right. It is a weird uh, gathering of students and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because if, if Spike's not involved in any way in the show, that obviously means she came to this meeting for the sole purpose of saying the show must go on. She just had a good idea, I guess, and thought I needed to share. I guess. I find that, <laughs> like, when they do some of these group activities in Degrassi, they don't think to themselves, like, what did we establish with these students? Like, yeah. it's just, well, we need an ensemble, so just throw them together. Fuck it. No one will notice. Everybody it's just come true. in the auditorium. Yeah. It's probably just, like, whoever's on set that day, come on in, sit down. You just need to sit there anyways. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dorothy was there, too. The show, they know it's, like, a phenomenon in Canada. They should be a little bit better at it. They should be. You would think. Um, so yeah, so Joanne's invited up to say a few words about Claude and his family. Uh, she acknowledges that the money is going to help fund a suicide prevention program. She says it's too late for Claude, but it'll help somebody else. And she also then says she wishes Claude was there that night because she thinks he would find it really funny. And I think that's not true at all. I think he would hate it. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I wish Claude was here so he could scoff at all of you, sheep. Yeah, you sheep. <laughs> this is for you, Claude. Bah. Yeah. And then, she, and then she prances off the stage. Um, so <laughs> she after, skips off the stage. Yeah. After Weird. the tribute, uh, we are then treated to the comic relief of the dancing jockettes. Um, what song are they dancing to? Is that not from the Nutcracker, or am I wrong? It is. I believe yes, the Nutcracker Suite, yeah. But it's not it's not Christmas, right? It's what? like the end of this so. Almost, I don't but know. It might be. There's the sh- there's is it the Sugar Plum Fairy? Maybe when she comes out, yeah, dance, dance with the Sugar Plum Fairy. Yeah. Okay. So, so I look at like uh, like Long Jeopardy. So that song is I don't know how long, maybe three minutes. This probably has about <laughs> ten seconds of juice in it. <laughs> and then after that, it's just like kind of forced laughter, like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, we all know those premise. three boys are forgetting it like ten seconds in. They don't know what's coming yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> I just I wrote know, people kind of, paid kind of for weird. this. Like people paid money to, and this is what they're getting. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like this is the headliner, right? Like that's all anybody's talking about. <laughs> it's like well, once you see the three guys in tutus, that's the joke, and it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Like. Open the curtain, close the curtain. Thank you. Um, So we see the dancing jockets dancing to the Nutcracker. Uh, Backstage, uh, we see Joey in his giant hat get up. And he spots Caitlin, and they have a few laughs uh, watching uh, watching the show. She thanks him for listening to her the other night. Uh, he tells her anytime and she smooches him on the cheek. Um, we, it is noted that snake still isn't ready to come back. So wheels has stepped in to his role, um, indicating that again, their friendship seems to be on the mend. And so everything is good and we are happy and we will continue to be happy for the rest of the series. <laughs> and, and then the most um, important thing, 
they cut to Stacy Mistison in real life with Pat Mastriani to do their PSA on suicide. And yeah. Stacy Mistison's like, the actor, David Armin Parcell, who plays Chloe, didn't really kill himself. It's like, thank oh, you. Wow. I was wondering. Yeah. A so. collective sly across Canada just happened. Like, oh, yeah. God, I was oh, worried. God. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Um, I had a chuckle at that, too. Yeah. Um, so, yes, she confirms that he didn't actually kill <laughs> yes. himself. And then we hear a little bit more of the PSA from Pat Mastriani saying nobody needs to kill themselves. Everybody gets depressed. Doesn't mean you need to end your life. Everybody gets depressed. It doesn't mean you have to kill yourself. <laughs> but yeah. They should have written that song. Oh, that was the extended mm-hmm. version. And that sung that great. at the at the talent show. Uh, kids' cell phone. <laughs> kids' yeah. cell phone. Do it right now. And and that's it. And we are done. Uh, we are done. Showtime part. Duh. I would like to point out that I did call that number. The did boys' you? hotline number. It's still active. It's still the boys' hotline. Really? Oh, okay, yeah. then. Still there. So there's another number you guys can call if uh, if you feel such the need. If I want to prank call another <laughs> uh, help phone? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. What was it called? The boys' boys something? The name of the organization? Yeah, I wrote it down last time. I don't remember it now. Boy, the yeah. boys' hotline or something. Okay. Um, don't call the boys' hotline. Uh, make sure that you <laughs> don't search that. Yeah, me. Make, make sure you get the right one. That, no way. <laughs> now, if you want to, I guess. Yeah, uh, right. Canada Suicide and Crisis Hotlines, and uh, there's a whole bunch of sites here. Here we go. Girls and Boys Town National Hotline, one eight hundred four four eight three thousand. There that's, it is. That's yeah, it. Yeah. So there yep, you go. Okay. Yep. I have their website pulled up here. Still there. Yeah. Or you can text. You can text voice to 20121. Um, Ted, this is the last time we're ever going to see Claude again. And he has passed away. Do you have four words for him? But not really. He didn't really. Oh, <laughs> what could they be? Oh, Claude. See ya later, sucker. <laughs> no. Oh, an official rambo. Clared. 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 We hardly knew ye. Yeah. There you go, kids at home. You 33 to 35 year olds. You heard it. Mark off your bingo cards. Cheers. Anybody younger than that, bingo's a game. <laughs> bingo's a game you play with a dabber. Oh, Alan's playing bingo. I'm gonna play bingo right now, tomorrow. Apparently. I'm gonna play bingo tomorrow. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I I used to have to do bingos in one of the schools I taught at. We had to do bingos on the weekends to raise oh. money for something. My God, like people would try and trick you when you're handing out cards and not pay you the right amount of money. The, <laughs> especially the old women, they were they were cunning. Uh, <laughs> you know the best pull in bingo, right? They were. Oh, 69. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's, uh, what a better, uh, what better note to end this uh, episode on uh-huh. than that little yeah. jokester. So, uh, yeah. So, thanks to, to Tim for coming on again. Um, I think, uh, I think you're going to have to send us the, um, your poem so we can post it on uh, our social media feeds. Sure. It's fantastic. And, um, yeah, I will, I'll sign off and, uh, as usual, send in your thoughts 
on this episode, on our review of it. Uh, you can check out the Instagram at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. Um, or my personal account at Courtney uh, dot twelve ninety three. Mm-hmm. No pigeon me. content anymore, but uh, check me out anyways. No. You can call me on my personal phone and you can look <laughs> me up on you can look me up on Cameo. And I will give you and your and your friends. A, we hardly knew ye, but I will insert your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for one doubloony, uh, I will charge. So yeah, so check me donate, out. If you donate ten dollars to Kids Help Phone, you'll get a cameo from Ted. There we a go. A specialized, but it's cameo like quotes and it's spelled with a K. So it's like no association with the actual cameo. You should do it as Mike Nelson. Like someone donates and you're like, hey, big guy. Thanks for your donation. I'm doing really well. Or it could be mm-hmm. Wheels Ponytail. It could be Wheels Ponytail. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, yeah, will, we will send you too. a cameo in your fa- of your favorite Degrassi character that we that do we impressions of. That we made up, yes. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Yeah. How, wait, how do we really find you, Ted? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to say WAH3. Say WHA3 on Instagram. You can follow me there if you want. I am on Twitter and on Instagram at Slip with Five Eyes. And I am, wait, not me. I don't run the podcast account. It runs itself on Twitter at <laughs> Narbos Podcast. Sentient. Yeah. At Narbos Podcast is where you can find it. And also give Wheels' his grandma a follow. Don't know where that came from, but. She's out there, Derek. She's a good one, Derek. And again, Derek. Uh, go mm-hmm. to face, go to Facebook and look up Narbos and Broomheads One Last Dance. Any combination of those words should bring up our event. Click on the going. It's happening on Friday, December eighteenth, eight p.m. Eastern. We are going to be live streaming our final review of One Last Dance, though it will not be the final episode of this podcast. We still have schools out, and we're probably going to break it up into like seventeen parts to get as many episodes as we can. <laughs> <laughs> Hell so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Likely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, and then over to our four time, four time, four time, four time guest. That's all I got. Hello. That's, that's me. That's me. Sorry. Lost track for a second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got nothing. You don't want to follow me. I'm not going to do much for you, but I appreciate you guys letting me on as usual and had a great time. And what you guys are doing is, is awesome. So, um, so thank you. Thank Love you. it. Well, thanks again for being on and gracing us with your uh, your poetry. It was much appreciated. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And snap, until snap. until next week's big event, we uh, we're out. Bye. Later, y'all. Peace. Peace. I Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh.